Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. I always love talking to her because she is a wealth of information and has done so much for our veterans who are out there. But Monica Ireland Caras is a veteran benefits attorney with uh, Tabak Law Firm uh, based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and offices located across the USA. Uh, Tabak Law Firm has been dedicated to helping our veterans. So if you have a problem, go to them. And we'll give the uh, information on the telephone number, how to contact them uh, during the show. But So get your pencils and pens ready. Uh, today's discussion is refiling old claims that were previously denied by the Veterans Administration. Welcome, 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 Monica. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Dr. Arnold? Oh, great, great. <laughs> yeah, this is a... So nice to talk to you all, my, my WBO and friends. I miss you when I don't talk to you. Oh, same here. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I know you're always doing great work for our veterans, uh, so I just really want to thank you for your service, uh, especially around a Memorial Day because many of the people you help, um, you know, uh, were people who... Um, you know, have disabilities or who have lost their lives during the time course of their service until now, and you're still helping people and their families. So just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, and a very blessed uh, Memorial Day to everybody out there, anyone who's mourning a loss or uh, remembering a loved one that that gave service to this country. I want to thank you all for what you've been doing. a little bit on my end. I know I've shared with you all a little bit, but I have a father who is in uh, the terminal stages of a service-connected illness right now, and so my uh, my heart is in this. I understand how these um, illnesses, they affect not only the veteran, but they do affect the families, the husbands, the wives, the children. So, um, you know, big shout-out to you all. I'm thinking about you guys this weekend, and I know what you're going through. Um, Thank you. So I'm going um, gonna to give you my phone number real quick because I have yes. a tendency to forget. Okay, sure. It's um, <laughs> 414-375-1657. That is the phone number you can call and get in contact with me. And I just want to do a little shout-out um, that Tabak Law is opening a Racine, Wisconsin um, Location in the next few months, and we are hiring for case managers and paralegals, and we love to hire our veterans. Our veterans are a wealth of knowledge, so please uh, feel free to use that phone number if you are interested in becoming a case manager paralegal at KBAC. Uh, we are always looking for, um, you know, our our veterans to help other veterans. Oh, fantastic. Good. Oh, boy, that's great information. Uh, please, please, you know, write that number down. Do you want to give the phone number again? Sure. It's 414-375-1757, or it's actually, you can you can dial 1757 or 1775. Where am I? 375-1657 or 1675. Either way, you'll get through to us. Um, so 375-1657. 
Uh, so those okay. are a bunch of numbers. Sorry, I got a little confusing there. But either of those extensions will get to us. Um, and you can call either of those either for questions about your benefits or if you're interested in possibly becoming part of our team. Oh, fantastic. That, that, that's really great news. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Memorial Day uh, special present. Uh, I hope that <laughs> right? uh, call in and get uh, take advantage of that uh, a case manager or paralegal position. Uh, but you were, we're going to talk about the refiling of old claims that were previously denied by the VA. Uh, so maybe you can give us a uh, you know, general overview of that process. And uh, during this time period of coming out of COVID, many of the veterans have been sort of doubly impacted. First of all, not having the recognition of their claims that were um, filed previously, but also because of COVID-19 and its impact on their families with um, potentially have lost, having lost jobs or um, having just other financial impacts, uh, maybe some family members who lost jobs in their immediate family that affected their overall um, situation that they're living in. So um, what, what advice do you have them, for them now? Should, you know, should they continue to keep uh, trying? Because you can get a little bit depressed with this whole thing, but hopefully we're coming out of that mental anguish from you know, be going through a pandemic and uh, seeing some people lost, even our service members who've been lost in nursing homes. Uh, so what, pe- what should people think about this uh, time period? Is this a time period for people to go forward now? So one of the things that's very important to mention right now, and I don't think I've mentioned it in the past, is if you had a pending claim and you had a deadline within the last year, give or take or so, and you didn't file in time, there is a COVID-19 exception going on right now. So one of the things Mm. about filing a VA claim is that you have to, what they say, continuously prosecute it. So let's say you filed the claim in 2015, you disagreed, they sent you and you went back and forth on the correspondence. And at this point in 2019 and 2020, the ball is in your court to continue to file. And I'd be happy to explain that you know, chain um, further, but just so people know that if you have a claim that was pending and it was time for you to appeal it during um, 2020 and even into now, the VA is doing a COVID-19 exception. So all you have to do is along with your um, file, your filing to appeal the decision, you just have to put in there that the deadline um, basically was missed due to COVID-19 and they will waive right now the fact that you missed your deadline. And that's a really big deal. We've we've been using that quite a lot for people that are coming to us right now that have missed the deadline. So keep that in mind. If you had a pending claim that you missed, it's usually a one-year deadline. If you missed the one-year deadline, all you do is do your appeal, and then you put in your appeal that um, there's a COVID-19 exception. And, of course, I'm happy to help anybody um, that has questions about that. So that's a very important thing, and the reason it is important is because deadlines are hard and fast. You can't get around them. Mm-hmm. So if you blow a deadline, that's it. You have to start your claim all over, unless there's a couple circumstances that don't usually apply. Um, so the VA is doing that. If you have a claim that is pending right now and has been taking a long time and you experienced COVID-19, they typically want it to be the veteran that experienced COVID-19. Um, 
and they all you do is you do a, a write up, and if your if your claim is at board level, and we'll go through that again, um, you say I need an um, I need my claim to be handled expeditiously because I am ill because I have had COVID nineteen. So that also can speed up your claim. Um, I don't know how much, you know, it's hard for me to say whether it'll speed it up a week or a couple months, but they do, VA does want to know if you have been impacted personally by COVID-19, especially our veterans that are advanced in age. That's very important. Um, mm-hmm. So what we had talked about last time, Dr. Arnold, is that there's different stages um, in filing these claims and that. There's what's known as the agency level where you're dealing with the VA itself. And there's also the board level where we're dealing with the Board of Veterans Appeals, which will actually get you in front of a judge. Um, So there's different ways to appeal old claims. One thing I really want to make veterans aware of is there is a form that you can file that's called an intent to file. So what that does is it saves your place in line. So let's say you're going to the doctor right now and you know something's up and you're not really sure if it's service connected, but you have, you know, a lot of our veterans know, like they, they blew out a knee right now and they know that, you know, when they were in service in the Gulf or even if they were stationed stateside, they blew that knee out and there's records of that. Um, but they're just not quite sure about making a claim. There's a claim form that's called an 0966. It's an intent to file. You put that form in, and what it does is it saves the date for you. So for one year, it will save the date for you to file the actual claim so that if and when you do get approved for your claim, the claim date will go back to the date that you filed what's known as an intent to file, not the actual day that you filed your claim. And that's important because you are trying to get your benefit granted from the date it actually started or at least the date that you knew it started. So that will give you a back pay award from the VA in addition to any monthly benefit. So I know that's a lot to take in, but the bottom line is there's a form. It's an 0966. If you think you have a service-connected injury but you're not sure, you should put that form in. Wow. Okay, so it's a letter 0966, so it's intent to file, uh, and, and, that's, mm-hmm. and that's that's really important. Um, uh, so even with this um, situation now with people who are uh, st- we're still coming out of the COVID uh, kind of um, time frame with the pandemic, and uh, I'm not sure of how far that extends for, is that the 2020 uh, time period? Uh, I the, believe it starts kind of when everything started, which have, which would have been spring, about March of 2020. Okay. And right now they have not cut that off. We still have that exception. So I'm not sure what it's going to expire. They haven't told us, but it is still in place that if you have a pending claim, <laughs> you can say there's a COVID exception. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Uh, you know, I think people need to really uh, listen to that because um, – you know, as you were saying, that that hard and fast can actually uh, diminish the benefits you're getting, uh, even though you deserve them for that time period that you were uh, filing. <clears throat> and you don't want that to elapse, uh, as you were saying, because 
uh, you know, many of the um, veterans, uh, you know, because uh, you, you actually before you had uh, a couple of Vietnam veterans who were uh, looking at the Agent Orange situation, and that went back in time. Um, but there, you know, those claims that we have for back injuries and those kinds of things can be more limited, I guess, if you apply for them. And I want people to keep in mind that, and I know we spoke at length about that Agent Orange, that case law that changed everything. But I really think that at one point in time, the government is going to be faced with the same thing for the Gulf War, Mm -hmm. that they are going to have to come to terms with the injuries and illnesses that came out of the Gulf War. So if you have a Gulf War injury right now, and I know um, people people think different things, and, and, and there's no science behind it right now, but, you know, there's Gulf War illness. There's people who think that they are sick from the vaccinations they got. There are people who were exposed to burn pits. I would really recommend you put those claims in now. Even if they get denied, don't be discouraged, because I believe at some point, the government is going to come to reckoning with the exposures at the Gulf War. And hopefully the same things will happen for our Gulf War vets that happened for our Vietnam vets, that they will just acknowledge that these things happened. Okay. So well. don't be discouraged if you have, a like, you know, that Gulf War illness that nobody really knows what it is or they, they just kind of throw that label on it if uh, they're not sure what to do with it. Go ahead and file for those. That's important. Yeah, I, I was wondering, you know, uh, as you were saying that, so l- let's say that I have, um, you know, exposure to a burn pit, and I put my uh, claim in now, and uh, I get denied for it. If in the future those things become recognized, would my, um, with, the, with the date for filing for it go back to the time period where, when I had my first denial? Or would it be from that point in time where I started it again? So that is, that's exactly why I want these people to do this, because I mm-hmm. see that the case law, it's called the Nehmer Law, mm-hmm. went back in time for these Vietnam vets. So if you filed for these issues in 1975, mm-hmm. and this case just decided that you, it is, in fact, service-connected, the effective date will go back to 1975. And I am hopeful that at some point the government will have to do the same thing with the Gulf War illnesses. So you put the claim in now, you get denied, and perhaps in 20 years or in 10 years we have a similar case that comes down that says these things are, in fact, service-connected. Then, yes, my hope is that the law will act the same way the Vietnam-era law acted, that it will get you that large back pay amount. So that's why I say file and don't be discouraged. Those denial level letters come, and I know how they feel. You know, I get I I get my VA. I, all I do at work is process VA mail, but when I come home and I get one in my mailbox, it hits me in the chest. Like, what's going on now? So yeah, don't yeah. be discouraged. I know how it feels, but I I am hopeful that someday, and you know, someday soon, that this will come to fruition. Fantastic. Uh, Really great advice. Uh, As I said, I learn something new every time I talk to you. Uh, uh, What about the appeals process? You mentioned that there were, you know, two roads or uh, more to go down when you're making an appeal, you know, with the uh, law judges and those kinds of things. Can you go into more detail on that? 
Sure. Well, if you're going to file an initial claim right now that you've never filed before, it's considered part of the Appeals Modernization Act that was put in place under President Trump. That act is supposed to make these things go quicker. And for right now, they are they are moving more quickly than the other lane, which is called the legacy lane. The legacy lane is something that if you filed your claim prior to 2019 and you've been continuously prosecuting that claim, that claim is in what's known as the legacy lane. And that mm-hmm. process is a little bit different than what's known as the Appeals Modernization Act. So what our listeners really need to know is if you're going to file a new claim right now, um, the best way to do it is through e-benefits. If you know how to use e-benefits, you go in there and you make your initial claim. That initial claim is usually known as a supplemental claim, which is under a file, VA file 0996, a little bit different than the one we just talked about. And that one takes into consideration all of your medical evidence. It will decide if you have a valid claim, whether you are entitled to a compensation and pension award, um, or I'm sorry, exam, a compensation and pension exam. Um, and that exam will help the raters decide whether, in fact, you have a service-connected injury. Um, there are things to consider with that that are very important. Hearing loss, for instance. Oftentimes, people get awards from the VA, and they're rated at 0%, and they find that very discouraging. Mm-hmm. And it's discouraging because you don't get a monthly benefit from it. Okay. But the good part of that is the VA has acknowledged that your injury is, in fact, service-connected. So for hearing loss, perhaps, if you had an MOS in service that you had a lot of exposure, and you have hearing loss right now, but it's not quite enough for the VA to give you a monthly benefit. They, if you have a 0% rating, they've acknowledged that, in fact, it is caused by your service. So if in three years your hearing loss is worse, you've got uh, you know, hearing aids um, prescribed to you, you can refile that, and hopefully it will then meet the threshold for a 10% rating, which will, in fact, give you a monthly benefit. Uh-huh. So I know my veterans get very discouraged when they get something back from the VA that says you have a 0% rating, but you shouldn't be because that means half the battle is done. You've already, they've already conceded that whatever is wrong with you is from service. Just as the disease, whatever it may be, progresses is when you may be entitled to a monthly benefit. Wow. I never knew that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's very, and I know people like, as a matter of fact, I have to educate my staff on that quite a bit because people call and they're like, Oh, I got a 0%. What does that mean? I'm not going to get any money. Maybe for now you're not, but half the battle has been won. Wow. <laughs> uh, so so when you're looking at someone's case, if they uh, do have a 0%, uh, then at least you have uh, a footing to go forward and, uh, tr- you, know, uh, you know, prosecute their case a little bit further, right? Absolutely, because people's conditions, clean, they change, excuse me, um, you know, people's conditions change over time. And even with mental health, that could be the case. You could be coping with your mental health issues just fine right now, and you could get a 0% rating for that. And then something could happen that can trigger your PTSD or other mental health condition, and you can go back and ask for an increased rating because at this point in your life, that service-connected injury is impacting you on a daily basis. Oh, 
boy, that's a, that's a revelation there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so don't be discouraged by zero percent. They are they are good things. <laughs> yeah, because normally normally you see a zero, you say, okay, nothing's there. <laughs> <That's> right. A, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. You know, I did want to say that you know I know we're in mental health month. Yes. And that's absolutely you know so important to what we do and what we talk about here and i just wanted to mention because as we were talking or before i got on i was looking at some of my cases and i want people to be cognizant that if you have a traumatic brain injury if you hit your head if you were on a ship that you got jostled around all the time and you were always you know knocking your head on things and now you feel at this point in your life you have a mental health condition and maybe you never saw combat. Maybe, you know, keep in mind that if you ever hit your head hard enough, you may have a traumatic brain injury that was never talked about or discussed because even in the Gulf War era, we weren't looking at those correctly. So I have many clients that have claims for migraine headaches or mental health issues that I go back through their records and I can see that they've hit their heads, that they lost consciousness. And, and mm-hmm. Dr. Arnold, I know we've talked about this before, yes, kind yes. of the old term of like shell shock, shell you know, right, right, right. Um, these are things that are compensable. If you feel that at this point, you know, the VA might not think so, but I might think so. And this mm-hmm. is something to call me about. I have doctors that can help us establish um, that, you know, perhaps whatever it is that's going on with you is, um, you know, from that traumatic brain injury. We see this with football players, right? We're always talking about they get concussions and then they kind of, and then we study their brains after death and we realize that their brains have changed. This is no different for our veterans. And this is something that we need to be on the VA for to change the rules about. So keep that in mind. If you have a traumatic, you may not know you have a traumatic brain injury, but keep it in mind. Yes. And, you know, what What about the, you know, we were talking about the traumatic brain injury and, you know, they're, they're doing some neuroscience things now where they're finding, you know, uh, you know, uh, the gray and white matter junctions have certain, um, you know, deposits and those kinds of things. Uh, but how, how important are films? You know, we have uh, veterans who have back injuries and uh, neck injuries and because uh, we were talking about the head. So many times when you're in a vehicle, you may hit the top of your head on it or, uh, you know, just from uh, combat operations and that kind of thing, you may uh, end up uh, going through that. Maybe an RPG lands and, you know, it throws your body off. Um, h- how important is it with the uh, documentation of, you know, physical findings on films and those kinds of things? Is that something that's important? It is important if you have it, especially if we can show that there's been a degenerative change in anything since. Um, you know, if if you have films from when something happened and it shows an injury and you have been continuously treating and we have films showing the degeneration, that's the perfect case. However, most of the time I don't have those because when, especially combat vets, you know, I got a lot of guys that are like, well, I pulled my back out, but it wasn't a big deal in the midst of what we were dealing with at the moment. Right, um, right, right, right. And those are things I can prove other ways. If you have films, that is my best case scenario. I, I, you know, um, I've been following my father's frontal temporal lobe degeneration 
mm-hmm. and how that looks on films. And I can see the progression of that. And it's the same thing. If, if we can see it, that's great. But unfortunately, um, whether you're active or National Guard um, or reserves, I don't always have films. Um, a big thing is continuously treating. Try and treat. Try and get to a doctor. That's important. I understand that veterans are very hesitant to go to the VA if they don't have a service connection. But even just showing up there, um, you know, speaks volumes. Records are what I need. That's the way that we're going to prove your case. I can prove it otherwise. Um, but, yes, films are definitely important. Okay, so we're run out of time, but I, I wanted to repeat this phone number. It's 414-375-1675 or 1657. And it, make sure that you call because um, uh, the new office in Racine, Wisconsin, is close to Chicago. It's about an hour away. I actually went up there uh, a weekend ago. And uh, the they're looking for paralegals and case managers and interested in veterans applying. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Monica. Um, I can't tell you how much um, you have been helping veterans. And this disinformation you're providing today uh, gives them a beacon of hope in uh, filing their claims. And again, our partner and sponsor, uh, Tayback Law Firm, uh, LLC. They don't call it Tayback for the payback for no uh, reason. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, we have a, a wonderful team of uh, attorneys there that are working hard for you and the caseworkers. So uh, thank you so much, uh, so much uh, to give us this information, Monica. I want to thank everybody for their service. Dr. Arnold, thank you for your service, and we will keep fighting the good fight. And thank you to your father for his service. Uh, What a wonderful um, team he has in you as a daughter uh, doing his uh, work for the veterans. Uh, So we're going to go on and go on to a commercial break. Stay with us. Stay with us. Uh, We are here, uh, and we have uh, two more good shows coming up. And just listen to what she said, 414-375-1675-1657. This is uh, for hiring paralegals and case managers among veterans. So stay with us. Stay with us. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.